a long time ago, in a podcast special far, far away. Welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a band of super chums have a few drinks and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Mike, I'm drinking a whiskey and water, and locked in with me today, we have... I'm Chris, and I'm drinking a rum and coke zero. And I'm Ben Levy Griffiths, and I'm drinking a Cry Havoc from the Arcadian Brewery in Cardiff. It's um, you have such fancy beer. roasted rye brown ale, it's rather nice. So, how does it work? Each week we'll be locked into a charmingly themed escape room of the ears, within which we've each secretly crafted a puzzle. We'll present those puzzles in turn, while the others try and solve them. If we don't escape within an hour, then dire things shall befall us. If we break anything, we'll lose our deposit. This week, on May the 4th, we find ourselves in need of quick passage from the musty cantinas of the Infinite Escape Room to the travel lodge just outside of Alderaan. A roguish pilot and his tame bear say they might be able to get us there for the princely sum of 10,000. Now, that is nearly enough to get your own ship, but we don't want any imperial attention, and sometimes you've just got to splash out and treat yourself. We trot along to Docking Bay 94 to find ourselves staring at a rather knackered-looking Carillion freighter. What What a a piece piece of junk. junk. It may not look like much, but it's got it where it counts. A five-star Uber rating. We trot up the ramp and duck under a hand-painted sign, reading, Welcome to the Millennium Falcon. Please mind your head and wipe your feet. The cargo ramp behind us sighs shut with a squirt of steam, and locks with four space-age padlocks. We'd best escape before Imperial Passport Control realise our student visas to Tatooine have expired, and throw us in Sarlacc Gat. (laughs) Before us, we have the cargo hold, the cockpit, and... Where did you end the bed? Oh, shit. Um, (laughs) I can't remember what it's called. realises he hasn't done a puzzle. (laughs) So I think it's just called I think it's just called the main hold. I've I've lost the that easily distinguishable <laughs> part of Millennium Falcon. So the main hold is is where um you know the the bit where Luke is is fighting the little zappy thing. That's the main hold and and they're playing the little chess game. Okay, so gentlemen, before so before us we have the cockpit, the cargo hold and the the main hold which is presumably the the main cargo hold. So the non-subsidiary cargo <laughs> hold. Which is what everybody thinks of when they think of the Millennium Falcon. They're like, oh yeah, I love I love I love the cargo hold. And there's like nerds fighting over which is the better cargo hold in the Millennium Falcon. Two camps, like marriages destroyed. So where do we fancy going first? I I quite like the sound of the cockpit. Oh, you do the cockpit oh yes, style. it's got the word cock in it. It's an easy oh. win. I hope that's the entirety of your puzzle. It's just a willy-based pun. <laughs> Okay, so before we start this, and we might, I might do this. I suppose this is probably off off the uh, recording. Have at least one of you seen Solo? Yes, maybe. Can't remember. Is, is is knowledge of Solo pre- going to be prerequisite to listeners being able to enjoy the puzzle? Maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me just get my big editing scissors. <laughs> <laughs> really big editing scissors. This week we only have two puzzles. <laughs> you enter the Falcon's cockpit and the door immediately slams shut behind you. Looking around, there is a silver protocol droid to the rear left seat. The other three seats are empty. What do you want to do? So, could we just. Um, and you said the other three seats? 
there was a very annoying robot in Rogue One, which was a bad film overall, which may be why I found the robots annoying. Uh, can we go and can we approach the um, the silver robot, please? Are you, you going to say something to it or just going to stand there? Hello, silver robot pal. Are you are you awake? The protocol droid responds with Ogval Halag Wit Garvel Te Tiontua Gari Agail. Do you know Klingon, Mike? <laughs> it's been a few years. My Klingon GCSE um, didn't really I, prepare I, me for <laughs> Klingon in the real world. Yeah, it's not really conversational Klingon I've got. I can order a sandwich um, <laughs> and tell them, ask them where the bus station is. So, okay. Um, Chris, can I have that incredibly horrible sentence uh, a second time, please? Slightly slower from the robot. Ogval halig wit garvel te tionta gari agail. Could we ask the protocol droid to re- uh, repeat the sentence in English? Uh, the protocol droid just repeats the same sentence again. Which was? Ogval halig wit garvel te tionta gari agail. ale. You're gonna you're gonna go through and get every little different version <laughs> and highlight the slight variations in my pronunciation. <laughs> Protocol droid, can we have that again in Dutch, please? <laughs> really? I'm just wondering if there's like a. La- my thinking is that maybe there's like a language shift going on. Oh, so maybe maybe he's like Google. gari a girl ale. Getting better at it now. Can you repeat well, that, that in, a, in a Dutch a- accent? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't do accents. Your Oh, wait, that's the Swedish chef in Muppets. Oh, shit. Um, can we ask for again in Swedish? Ogval Halig, Wick Garvel, Gar, Re a Girl Ale. Hmm. I wish I'd paid more attention in solo. I don't remember that bit at all. <laughs> so, can we have a look around the rest of the cockpit? Let maybe at the uh, the controls. Is there anything about the controls that might stand out? Yeah. So, looking around, you can see there's control panels in front of the pilot seats, where there's a computer display, and there's some small cupboards next to the pilot seats, and there's a hatch above the pilot seat. Could we take a look in the hatch, please? The open of the hatch. Inside the hatch is just a single piece of paper with a message on it that reads L337. <laughs> Leet. Leet speak. Leet speak. Can we have a look <laughs> in the cupboards, please? We've broken mic. <laughs> Within the cupboards, you find a small personal universal translator. Ah. On the screen, you can see an error. Translation service offline. Mandalorian to Huttese available. Now, I'm guessing Huttese is the language of the huts, which is where pizzas come from. (laughs) (laughs) But that joke was coined in the late 80s by Spaceballs. I think there might be a lead speak thing going on here. Um, It was Mandalorian. We've had a look through the cupboards. Uh, The little computer display. Can we take a close look at that computer display, please? Uh, On the computer display, there's just an entry for a four-digit code. Ah, Ben, can we can we take the um, can we take the uh, the universal wonky translator, please, across to the protocol droid mm. and give him another poke and ask him to repeat what he said in Mandalorian. 
So the protocol droid continues to repeat exactly what he said, which just happens to be Mandalorian. And at the same time, you can hear now the translated version into Huttese being uh, spoken by the translator. Wa do sadu, tila do ta, tata wa, yuri do sha. I wish Jabba the Hutt sounded like that. I, I did the best I could. Yeah, um I'm not I'm not doing voices, I'm sorry. The screen had how many digits? Um, four digit code. It's not if we just put one three three seven. So L three three seven. If we put one three three seven into the oh, so um, it's, it is a four character code. There's a there's a keyboard underneath it. Okay. Uh, so if we tap in L three three seven into the keyboard, what happens? The little above light above the panel goes green. And a menu appears on the computer system. Ooh. The menu lists core functions, navigation, communication, settings. Oh, can we take a look at communication? Go into communication. It lists another sub-menu. Recent numbers. Contact spaceport. Translation service. <laughs> distress Hello. beacon. Sorry, was that stress beacon or distress beacon? Distress beacon. Okay. wasn't sure if it was like a regular beacon, but made of foam that you gave a good squeeze <laughs> when. <laughs> it's like, oh, TIE Fighters. Ugh, you know. um, I mean, I think translation on that, surely. Absolutely. Translation? Go to the translation service. The only option available to you appears to be Hutties to basic. Ben, you're a programmer. You, you can do basic. <laughs> um, only if it's visual. Basics basic in English in Star Wars. Oh, okay, thanks. thanks. <laughs> okay, so we could we get the protocol droid to speak into the translator and get the translator to speak into the computer for the... You can indeed. <laughs> You're into the translation menu and repeat what was said in Huttese through the protocol droid. Golden they hang within your cave from when you were a slave. Could you just repeat, please? Golden they hang... Within your cave, from when you were a slave. This is, this is Carrie Fisher's tits. <laughs> God, <laughs> why would you have fuck? Carrie Fisher's tits as a puzzle clue? What the golden fuck? they hang, golden bikini. When she was a slave, when she was a slave in Jabba's palace. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even mean. Why that. would you have Carrie? The poor woman's passed That's away recently. That's really distasteful. You monster. <laughs> I mean, I, she was getting on a bit, but I think she was still pretty well supported. I, Hang. I never thought anything. <laughs> like this is the bit where if you haven't seen Solo, it all falls apart. <laughs> Over to you then, Mike. I, I don't remember a bit where Carrie Fisher got a noughts out. I'm sorry. I'm thinking desperately. It feels like something I would have remembered. I feel free to search around a bit if you want to. Uh, golden balls. You know who would have golden balls? C-3PO if he had any knackers. <laughs> it's unlikely to be C-3PO's balls. But they would hang golden and he is an indentured where would, servant. Where would you get C-3PO? You're not suggesting that we have to maybe go somewhere? No. Okay, that's fine. You can't. You, can, you don't have any ability to control the ship. Great news from the cockpit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, so I'm trying to think back to uh, Solo now. So his other half, so the the, the main fella, Solo, mm. he has a lady who he likes. Yes. 
and they get separated and she goes off to be a slave. Um, now, what I can't well, they remember started is... Slaves, basically. Oh, they started as slaves. They started mm, as slaves. Um, hashtag spoiler alert if you've not seen Solo because it's, it's only been out on DVD release for about a year. And Golden Balls. I never, they never said anything about balls. What? Golden, golden they, they hang, hang within your cave from when you were a slave. Yeah, I don't know where I got balls from. Um, <laughs> C-3PO. That's probably where. Um, oh, there's a bit in it where they are in a nasty... It didn't really sink in. It was a, it was a fun enough space rom. Do you want to just, I, can you just look around the bloody cockpit a little bit for me? Can I look and see if I can see anything golden hanging down? <laughs> Is there anything on like the wing for, with like the rear view mirror like hanging down like a little uh, like, dream catcher or something? A <laughs> couple of golden dice. This was like one of the, the big complaints about the film as well. I'm not this is this is something people talked about. Um So are there anything on the walls? No, I thought this was too easy. Um so there's there's uh you know, control panels and dials on the walls. There's a chair at the back. There's some sort of hooks at the front for hanging some bits on. There's little shelf unit to the right of the uh, navigator seat. Is there anything on the little shelf to the right of the navigator seat? Uh, you go in there, there's um, uh, not much. There's some sort of collected fur where a Wookiee appears to have been sat for quite some time. There's there are still submenu items inside communication. I was going to say yeah. There was um, if memory serves, there was recent uh, recent contact, recent numbers, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, so recent numbers, uh, like presumably like do a plus you, plus twenty two or something to space. Do you, <laughs> do you want to go into recent numbers? That would be lovely. Uh, displays a short menu. The first one is Sabak Online. Second one is one nine zero zero XXX Red Hot. Anyway, there was one bit that you haven't yet explored. Okay, uh, let's see. Sorry, it was recent numbers, um, translation, and yeah, it's distress not, not beacon. The There's one part of the cockpit you haven't uh, yet explored. Huh? You've oh, got... we've not looked at the hooks. You've not? We've not looked at the hooks. Oh, it's, it's not some sort of wanky piece of jewellery he carries around or something, has he? Hanging from one of the hooks <sighs> are two golden dice. <laughs> For fuck's sake. That he gave to Kira... <laughs> <laughs> and recovered <laughs> at the end of the film. <laughs> Congratulations, you found the dice key. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, this will be an easy edit. I'm going to take everything 10 minutes prior to that and just scrub it from existence. I love it because people got really wound up that they even made this a thing. It was just like this random prop in the first film, and Disney ran with it. <laughs> Pissed off a bunch of I've people. never heard about this in my entire life, ever. This is so far down nerd alley, it's unreal. <laughs> Using the dice key, the doors open in front of you, and you walk back into the lobby of the Millennium Falcon. By the way, the, the 1337 bit was a reference that was in the film as well. I'm, I'm glad. The, I hadn't I'm... even noticed this until about two hours ago. But the <laughs> void in it that like gets merged with the Millennium Falcon was named L337. <laughs> That's pretty good. So, I like that. I had to work it in. And now a quick word from our friends over at Escape This Podcast. We did lovely recording as guests on their podcast this weekend, and we had a lovely time with it, and they're lovely people, and we heartily encourage you to go check them out. Hey, Infinite Escape Room listeners, if you really like listening to Mike and Ben sound very, very dumb, I've 
I'm joking. They do very well. <laughs> this is where you're starting with it. Yeah. This is your pitch. This is it. This is my pitch. Wow. Uh, come listen to them do an episode of our show. We run Escape This Podcast, which is an same, which is very similar, an audio-only escape room actual play podcast. And you can listen to Mike and Ben in the latest episode of Descent of the Culladans, episode eight, in which they are very mean to a tree, weirdly obsessed with apples, and they just cannot see the fence for the trees. This is why I use a script. Okay, so remaining to us, we have two holds. <laughs> <laughs> remaining to us, we have the cargo hold and the main hold, oh, where presumably you hold things that aren't cargo. <laughs> I'm going to go for the main hold. And that's my puzzle. How rude. So, the main hold is the hold that all of our listeners will be familiar with. It's the place that everyone goes to chill out when they're not looking very dramatic in the cockpit. So, the two main features of the hold are there's a technical desk and the hologram board with the lounge seats. What would you like to look at? I don't think this is the main hold, but I know where it is. I have no idea what it's called. So, I, I, so I was looking, so I'm currently looking at schematics for the Millennium Falcon. And okay, I'm about to, I'm about to be proven wrong. <laughs> and that doesn't have a main hold written on it anywhere. However, I've been looking through multiple other sites. Uh, I found at least two other sites that did label it as main hold. Everywhere else didn't have a main hold or and didn't label it. Okay. So I'm going on. You two have done way more research than me. <laughs> Um, okay, can we take a look at the um, the technical desk, please? So you have a look at the technical desk, and it is a um, number of consoles and buttons and lighted lighty up things that don't appear to be lit up. The consoles don't appear to be on. Everything seems to be powered down. Um, on it, though, you do see a data card that has a small uh, label on it that says Dejaric Update. Now, Dejaric, I'm guessing, is space chess. And Chris is our relati- uh, relative, um, rentative, no, resident. Chris is our resident Star Wars expert. We'll be able to confirm that. Wikipedia. <laughs> I thought you'd say Wookie penis. <laughs> what a terrible thing to say. Ben, yeah. can we take a look at the space chess table, please? Of course you can. So uh, I take it that you sit down on the, on the, the lounge chairs around the, uh, the table? Oh, I think so. Cool. So you uh, you sit down and you see a small display on the edge of the table saying update required. Oh, God. Well, we we're, have our Jarek update. We're spacious admins. <laughs> 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 yeah, can we get the, the update over there? Is it? Is it? Sure. So it's just a little card that you've, uh, yeah, you, yeah. you pick up from the technical desk and you, uh, you slot it into the little slot on the, uh, on the table. So uh, a little bar fills up uh, on the little screen and it says update complete. Um, and then it displays bonus game. Would you like to play? It's got two buttons, but the buttons don't have labels. Oh. Would you like to press the left button or the right button? Oh, uh, left. Congratulations, you are playing the bonus game. <laughs> Do you know what the um, Dejaric, uh chess table looks like? From Star Wars? Uh, it- yes. Roughly. So it's circular. So for those those listening that, that don't know, it's a round table, a round checkered table. It's got 12 segments uh, in a ring around the outside. It's got 12 segments slightly in from that. And then the very center is just white. And the whole the rest of the board is sort of uh, black and white. I'm, I'm really disappointed in myself. I didn't know what the gyro was. <laughs> Seriously upset. 
as you will know from your extensive Star Wars knowledge, normally there are eight pieces that play. However, in this bonus game, there are only three. You have got a Kintan Strider, a Claw Slug, and a Monarch. They're all standing on uh, adjacent tiles. What do they look like, Ben? So the Kintan Strider uh, looks kind of like a, a blocky, sort of very angular-looking thing that looks like it would sort of stomp around. The Claw Slug looks sort of like a um, slug-like centipede that sort of looks like it sort of slithers around a little. And the Monarch looks like uh, quite a happy-looking creature, but apparently is quite deadly. And can you just uh, once again quickly tell me the... So the, the chessboard itself has 12 places... 12 spaces, sorry, around the outside, was that? Yes. And then 12 again on the inside, so like on two concentric rings. Absolutely. Each with 12 spaces. And then the very centre is white. And, uh, sorry, our little pieces are on the right or the left, was that, Ben? On the right. On the right, okay. So, um, so there's two buttons, there's left and right. Are no, there no. any other buttons to be seen? No, no. So the, the left and right buttons were to accept or deny the uh, the bonus game. They've now disappeared, and it just says play. I'd like to play, please. You can see... You can see that under each of the current characters, the squares that each of them are on, or the segments each of them are on, are sort of lit up with an aqua light underneath them to, to sort of maybe symbolise that they are currently in use. Directly across from each of the pieces on the opposite side of the board, there are three segments that are red. So from the looks of things, you've got to instruct these pieces presumably one by one, to move from one side of the board to the other. Am I playing against a Wookiee? No, this is a sol solitary game. That's fine. Because they'll rip your arms right off. Exactly, thank, I can't thank you. I can't remember the quote. Um, okay, so okay. I don't even know what the rules are. How do I find out? Let, let, okay, well, let's press play. Yeah, press play. So you're, let's press play. you're currently playing, so you've got to instruct one of your characters to get from one side to the other. Okay, can I, can I try and like instruct the strider to move? Of course. So you um, you sort of just flick your your finger to say, "Go over there." The um, the kin the kin tan strider starts to move, and as it's moving across the board, it gets about halfway. The claw slug attacks the monarch, and the monarch dies, and the game is over, and then resets. Right. Okay. So can I move the monarch instead? You move the monarch across, and it gets about halfway, and the kin tan attacks and kills the claw slug the game we've resets. got a chicken we've got a chicken egg fox no chicken grain fox scenario right we've got a chicken grain fox scenario you're, you're aware of the logic puzzle of the chicken the grain and the fox no. well this is exactly the okay <laughs> so you're aware of an obscure prop <laughs> so like and I, i'm Carrie Fisher's boobies. like some fellow podcast hosts just felt was like there's this really important puzzle you need to understand to solve this puzzle. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. If you if you no, know no. the puzzle, then it's going to be a lot easier. If you don't know the puzzle, then you just got to work out like everyone that hears the, the famous puzzle the first time around. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's a famous logic puzzle. Well, not even a famous logic puzzle. It's like one that you give to children. But as an adult, you go, oh, it's an easy, and then you forget it every time. Yeah. Basically, the premise is that you have... Um, you inexplicably own a big bag of grain a chicken and a fox <laughs> and then you've got to yeah and then to cap it all off you've got to get them to the other side I of see. a yep. stream you've only your boat can once again inexplicably <laughs> only fit you and one of these three very light small things at a time 
But if you leave the fox alone with the chicken, yep. the fox will eat the chicken. Yep. If you leave the chicken alone with the grain, the grain will eat the chicken. Yeah. Um, and basically everything the eats the chicken. Eat the chicken. <laughs> yeah. Chicken eats the grain. Uh, Got it. So, so we've just got to work so out what way around moved. this logic goes. Move the claw slug yet? Can we move the claw? Yeah. Slug? You move the claw slug over to the board, and uh, nothing happens. You get to the end of the board. The um, space that the claw slug was in is red. And uh, space 10, across from it, is now Aqua, where the claw slug now resides. Okay. When we moved the strider across... Claw slug killed the monarch. So, claw slug kills monarch. Monarch kills strider. And now I think about it, I don't remember if the bag of grain killed the fox. Um, <laughs> oh, um, no, you're, sorry, th- you're uh, thinking rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> I am now, yes. So we should be able to move the strider across. Yeah, move the strider across. So the strider starts to walk across. It gets about halfway and it carries on walking. Uh, it's at the other side of the board. And finally, we shouldn't be able to move the monarch across. Do you want to try? Yeah. Yeah. As the monarch starts to move across, the Kintan strider kills the claw slug on the other side of the board and the game resets. Fuck. This is where I've had half a half a pint of, of quite strong beer, and I'm, I'm hoping that I've definitely got the logic right here. Right, so can we move the claw slug across? Yes. And then move the miner across? Yes. Anything happen? Depends on your next move. Now move the strider across. The strider gets halfway, and the claw slug kills the monarch. The game resets. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, no, no, no. I think I've got it. I think I've got it. So, I think it's because... They're in adjacent tiles, so things in adjacent tiles are eating each other. So, if we move the claw slug across, yes, then the um, Kanye West Strider, but then we move the claw slug back, right? Move the monarch across, and then finally lock in the claw slug. The board lights up, and some hologram holographic keys start to ooze from the centre of the board. Yay! A number of them fade away to leave a single key. The solo key. <laughs> and you have solved my puzzle. <laughs> Very good. That was a nice, that was a nice um, riff on a classic, uh, classic puzzle. <laughs> you leave the main hold and uh, find yourselves in the lobby. I think we've got the, uh, the cargo hold left. I think... Um... Well, this is my puzzle. Bam, 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 bam. You return to the main hold, which is also kind of just the big bit of the ship. Um, and uh, you look on the floor and you see that uh, there's some panels, uh, one of which is marked cargo. So you open up the panel on the floor and see a, a large space uh, beneath. You, you duck down inside uh, to find yourself in a sort of large, musty space. Looking around, you can see a, a dusty luggage rack, a collection of barrels, and a, a large vat. What would you like to do? Can I, can I inspect the vat, please? You can. The vat is, is full of translucent, sort of semi-translucent, and full of a, a whitish, thick Bacta! liquid. Uh, it's full of Bacta! And it's marked with Wookie delousing cream. No, it's Bacta. That's not a fucking Wookie just like delousing cream. It's Bacta. Bacta's see-through. Uh, it's kind of... Uh... You might be confusing Bacta with Spunk again, Chris, which is a terrible mistake they made in the beginning of The Empire Strikes Back. Okay, so if, if or, so sorry, The Empire Strikes Bukaki. So Wookie, Wookie de-rousing cream looks like Spunk. 
It looks like just a standard cream, more like a conditioner, oh, I would okay. say. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be honest, like conditioner me- looks quite a lot like Spunk. As do lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> if, any- if anything, it's more like Spunk looks like other things <laughs> rather <laughs> than if, other if, things look like Spunk. If yours is green, Chris, go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Could we uh, could we have a look at the barrels, please, Mike? Uh, sure. So the barrels are sort of large wooden kind of classic barrels and are marked with uh, oregano, <laughs> uh, some marked with paprika, and some are marked as coriander seeds. <laughs> oregano, paprika. <laughs> and coriander seeds. And so are there just three of the barrels or are there multiple barrels, but you know, only those three things we can see? Uh, there's 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 a number between three and multiple. Let's say three barrels: uh, oregano, okay. paprika, and and coriander seeds. Okay. And could we have a look at the luggage rack, please? Sure thing. The uh, the luggage rack mostly empty, apart from a battered leather suitcase. Can we look inside the suitcase? Sure thing. The case is marked with a tag reading M Falcon Intergalactic Flights Passenger O dot B dot W dot kenobi so you uh you clip open the uh the rather knackered metal clips of the suitcase and open it up and there's a whole panoply of things inside you see a, a shopping bag full of batteries a lightsaber a helmet with a blast visor a packet of werther's originals a bottle of sunscreen which appears to have split open and gotten on some of the other items a pamphlet and a small circular drone sorry a small spherical drone can i grab a lightsaber I'm very carefully pointing it away from my body. Try turning it on. You can. You pick the lightsaber up. Um, it feels a little a little lighter in your hand than you would expect it. Try turning it on, but nothing happens. Which I'm quite glad about because he was pointing it at me. <laughs> <laughs> Before we kick... Uh, well, I, do you want to try the batteries, Chris? And I'm pretty sure that lightsabers don't run on batteries, but is there yeah. a battery compartment? Can I, can I put the batteries on? Yeah, sure. So... Um, Inspecting it, you find that it's actually got a battery compartment. It's missing the little plastic battery cover. This appears to be a Fisher Price My First lightsaber. Um, so the the bag is full of double A's and, and D batteries, and you see that it has uh, space for some double A's, and you, you clip them into place. The lightsaber springs into life. Does it, does it make just, noise? Does it does it have a beam of plasma shooting out of it? It sounds like this. Because right. it's a, my first lightsaber, um, and it's 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 uh, around a meter or so long, um, and blue. Okay, can I eat some of the Werther's originals? Uh, you certainly can. Awesome. They are disappointing, <laughs> like all Werther's originals. I quite like Werther's originals. They're fine. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, don't don't get Werther's originals. They're great for long car journeys. Just burnt sugar. <laughs> I don't see the problem. Uh, sorry, uh, wrong audience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I have a look at the helmet, please? The helmet is greyish and uh, sort of a little bit old and battered uh, and has one of those pull-down blast visors. The visor is currently up. Could we pull the visor down? Sure thing. You can you pull the visor down on the helmet. Okay, can I look inside the shopping bag? Uh, the shopping bag uh, is full of AA and D batteries. Okay. Could we have a read of the pamphlet, please? Sure thing. So the pamphlet is unfortunately covered in um, sunscreen, which has rendered large portions of it unreadable. But it appears to be a remedial Jedi Knight coaching basics pamphlet. One of the pages is uh, bookmarked, and it's on lightsaber training. The text is mostly obscured, but it appears to show an illustration of a person wearing a helmet 
and using a lightsaber to, de- to deflect projectiles from a small floating train. Ah, uh, right, okay. So I'm going to put the helmet on and grab the toy lightsaber, and then I'm going to, like, activate the drone. Can I just, like, pick it up? Does it a switch? You put the helmet on. With the visor still down, you can actually see that there's a message that's been written on the inside of the visor. Yep. It reads, Darth Vader is actually your dad, and I burned him half to death. I'm sorry, but I couldn't think of a better way to tell you. You attempt to activate the drone, but nothing happens. You can see that it also has a missing open battery compartment cover. Okay, can, can I we batteries then? You insert a D battery, because toys like that always need a D battery. Um, mm. And it hover... <laughs> oh, Chris. You what know, fucking horror toy do you have in your house no, that needs a D no, battery? No, 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 no. So I've got a feeling. So no, before I'm, the show, I'm Chris out. was asking. Chris was asking what time frame this was set and all things like this. I'm guessing that Chris is a little disappointed that things have gone no, slightly I was, off. No, I was just trying to not make a joke about uh, giving it the D to make it work, but yeah, it's fine. You could have absolutely made that joke, <laughs> and I would have respected you for it. <laughs> uh, so the um, the little drone hovers about a meter off the ground, directly in front of Chris, who's holding the lightsaber, and a small red button which wasn't previously visible is now glowing on the side of lightsaber of the little spherical drone well ben do you want to press the button that i can't see i'll I'll, uh, I'll press the button ben presses the button there's a short chime goes bing the drone then fires a small laser which feels a little like a static shock at chris (laughs) uh it fires at his left shoulder a second later it fires another small zap Chris's right shoulder. Ow! A second Ow. after that, it fires a third zap at his right knee. Ow! The little red light comes on the side again. I press it again. <laughs> the little robot fires a small, staticky, zappy blast at Chris's left shoulder. Ow! Then right shoulder. Ow! Then right Ow. knee. Ow! The small red light comes on again at the side. <laughs> Can we not? Can we we just stop that? So if we try it again, but Chris actually try to block it? But I don't have a lightsaber. (laughs) You've got a lightsaber in your hand, haven't you? A toy lightsaber? Yeah. It's still projecting a Oh, it's still got a plasma beam coming out of it. Sure. Basically, it's a Fisher-Price one so that you couldn't try to cut Ben in half with it. It's like a Crayola safety saver. Oh, it's just not like a (laughs) low-power saver. Right, sure. Let's press it again. I'll actually try and... What? (laughs) You contextualize it with... Oh, I see, yeah. There's this famous time when (laughs) Luke has to put on low power to do some bread. (laughs) Butter some bread with his lightsaber. Cut and toast at the same time. Brilliant. (laughs) Okay. Let's press the button again. I'm going to try and block... So I press the button and again. I blocked my left shoulder. Right shoulder? The... Whichever one it is. <laughs> Do you want to commit to one? Left shoulder. The robot fires a small blast, which pew, pew, gets deflected by your lightsaber. Right shoulder. The robot fires a small blast at your right shoulder, which pew, gets deflected by the lightsaber. Right knee. The robot fires a small blast, pew, which gets deflected by your lightsaber. You hear a Star Wars-themed chime. Upon hearing the chime, <laughs> a small hatch opens at the bottom of the drone, and a key drops out the button. Out of the button, out of the bottom. You have found the Obi-Wan Kenobi key. And you have solved my puzzle. <laughs> Yay! Oh, very cool. yeah. did, you, did you get the reference, Chris? Tell me you got the, the reference with the barrels. Barrels of what? <laughs> That's a note. The oregano, the paprika, and the coriander seeds? No. What, what did Han Solo used to smuggle? Was it Spices. 
Spice. Spice. It was spice. <laughs> he used to smuggle spice from Kessel, which is a drug. But wittily here, it's paprika, coriander, and oregano. How many of them what? are spices? Okay, well, I'd say paprika is probably a spice. The other two are probably seasonings, but still pedant. <laughs> um, You're the so, chef. <laughs> I, fair point. <laughs> I, wait, 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 wait. What's the difference between a seasoning and a spice? This is, well, I, I have would, no idea. So I would say that, that uh, yes, but, sorry, the paprika is probably a, a spice, but the other two I would guess, would guess were herbs. Oh, or coriander is definitely a spice because it's from a seed. Aha, uh-huh. there you are then. Um, oregano is probably the mm, questionable one. It's, it's, it's a herb. Bloody grumble, grumble. So, armed with the Obi-Wan Kenobi key, uh, you step back into the, uh, some would call it the lobby, others the main hold of the Millennium Falcon. So we take the Dice Key, the Solo Key, and the Obi-Wan Kenobi Key, and we insert them to three of the four whimsical space padlocks, and they click open, but the fourth remains sealed. What? That's right. Done the old switcheroo on you. Didn't see that one coming, did you, bitch? Ha <laughs> ha. We need With- some sort of deus ex machina. Is it my dick? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Use the force, Chris. <laughs> Chris, trust me. If we just push harder on the door, does it open? <laughs> ben applies force to the lock and it pops open. Ben has used the force. <laughs> and we've escaped. And we didn't do it in an hour. We didn't do it in an hour at all. Unfortunately, the Millennium Falcon's already taken off and we escape into space. <laughs> Our corpses rapidly freeze dry. Our eye holes bleed bubbling tears of blood and piss as we spin out into the void to be eventually consumed by the nearest sun. Yay! Yay! So, thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. If you've enjoyed the episode, and we dearly hope you did, we'd be obliged if you could please leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook as a big old help in us reaching new audiences. We love you very much, and we'll see you next time. Have a lovely May the 4th. Oh, we should say the thing, shouldn't we? May the 4th 4th be with with you. And also with you. (laughs) Bye! Bye. Bye. Bye.